sports and full effect, baby, from the NBA getting ready to heat it up to the NFL season halfway through, man. But we're going to cover it from field goal to net to buzzer beaters. We're going to get into it all on Bruh, Run That Clock, the podcast. And, oh, yeah, my Saints, who that? Let's get it, baby. Fanhood, we talking about everything. Ends, the outs, the good, the bad, the ugly. But check us out, man. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast or get your podcast. And uh, you might see us there, but the clock is ticking. Run it, man. Bruh. Run that clock. Hosted by me, Mike, man, and BMG out there. Let's kill. Well, now, the first podcast of 2023. I am your host, Mike Man, as always, and this is Bruh Run That Clock Podcast. Go ahead, press that subscribe button. Add us to your playlist. Hit that notification bell when we got more episodes coming. Me personally, 2023 starting off with some 2020 vibes, you know, the COVID era. When everything was popping off and locking down, shutting down, shit was looking like a shit show, going downhill super fast. But, um, yeah, a little hope today, as if you are an avid NFL fan, you would have known or saw, well, basically, if not, you would have known about the incident where Buffalo Bills were playing the Cincinnati Bengals week 17 game and on an unfortunate hit of DeMar Hamlin number three for Buffalo and he made tackle wide receiver T Higgins and on the play afterwards appeared to stand and collapse immediately to reveal that he suffered cardiac arrest. He has been incapacitated for the last two days, but there are basically this breaking news that he is awake now. He's receiving love and support from all over the world, but he's able to feel touch, hug, and love on this family right now at this very moment. And me personally, I thank God for him, his family, teammates, friends, loved ones. I thank God for him being able to come around because the support that he received without even thinking about it, without even a question of if the game should have been played or continued. Like, bro, this is some monumental shit that we're embarking on for one. And excuse my language, but you know, just excited, just happy for him and his family, his loved ones, that he's around still able to you know, love on this family right now at this very moment. So we give all praises to God for that. We thank you, Lord, for bringing him around and 
we ask you for a speedy recovery fund. Me personally, like I say, 2023 is starting off with 2025. We already had the death of notable people coming into the year. Going out of the year, coming into the year, who knows? Michael Leach, head coach of Mississippi State. On the entertainment front, we just lost Gangster Boot on New Year's. And then the unfortunate incident of this, this incident here just soured a lot of people's, you know, feelings, so to speak. And it showed humanity, you know, that's one thing. Me personally, I I act antisocial in real life because I know how people are. I know me being a person who was going to college for psychology. You know, you learn shit from going to school, and you carry some of the things in life with you. Me. The ability to decipher and determine how a person is going to act by the little things and minuscule things they do. That their actions, their inactions, uh, reactions, basically everything that they do. And you get to a certain point where if you've navigated yourself through life the last 20 plus years, with this knowledge and this way of carrying yourself, you're gonna develop a certain niche or routine. And for me personally, overall, it just sours my taste in humanity, you know, because I know how people are. Fucked up part about it, people would do things in tragedy, in tragedy. Right? Let's say for instance, I'm a person, and I don't broadcast this shit all the time, but I'm the person, I'm driving up to a corner and I see a person, white, black, green, brown, whatever. I got a couple of dollars laying here, or knowing I'm finna go blow this shit on some cigars or some, you know, some little stupid shit. A fucking soda or whatever. Some munchies. But if I see somebody who really on the street look like they need it, I don't hesitate. And I'm not just saying that to kind of seem a certain way. It just, my thing is with humanity when tragedy arises or we know right and wrong. We know right and wrong, but we're trying to get to the determination of right and wrong. You know, there's a gray area where shit don't get remedied or won't get taken care of. There's the bickering and the beefing and the hollering and bitching and moaning and this and that. The negative shit. But through it all, people will step up and help other people to show their support, to show that they're thinking about you. 
Like they they hit that man's charity. Like with with money that's life changing for a lot of people. My thing is, I'm glad that DeMar is able to be awake to know that the world responded in support, love, thoughts, prayers for him. Came through for your charity. Like the dollar dollar amount, it's not even, you know, it's irrelevant at this point. Not counting his pockets or his charity, I don't really care. It's just a simple fact that humanity stepped up, helped him out. Now he's going to be able to continue helping people. That's a beautiful thing, man. It's almost giving me hope for 2023 now. Like I say, the vibes are starting off. It's starting off kind of sketchy there. Like it's looking 2020-ish. Like I say, breaking news, DeMar Hamlin is awake, loving on his family right now, agents, friends, uh, everybody that's there by his side in uh, Cincinnati Medical Hospital, I think. Just gotta say, thank God, man. Bruh, run that clock podcast. Me host, Mike, man, MBMG. Let's get into it. We talking. First one of 2023. Y'all stay tuned. Chill. Rise the Grind and go get it. I'm Mike, man. MBMG's finest. Host of Rapper Week TV, the podcast. And bruh, run that clock, the podcast. Hey, man, real quick, we going in. Season 3, Rapper Week TV, the podcast. Just want to give a quick shout out. 17 countries now. 17 countries, bro. Hundreds of cities. Almost, almost all 50 states in the U.S., we doing something man i just want to say thank you bro appreciate you from the bottom of my heart for giving me some time attention a few minutes of your day man hey just tune in rapper we tv the podcast bro run that clock the podcast by me mike man your host mbmg all day chill thanks And now it's, it's coming in per CNN. Now, this is an update that was 11 minutes ago, just saying. Buffalo Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin, 24, is still critically ill, but has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. The team said in the update Thursday, Hamlin's medical team says he is on a ventilator, but he is able to write messages and hold hands with visiting family members. He suffered cardiac arrest and collapsed on the field Monday night during the game against the Buff- I mean, Cincinnati Bengals versus Buffalo Bills game, his team. Uh, here's what we learned today about DeMar's Hamlin's recovery. There has been remarkable improvement in his health. 
Medampusin, uh, the player's neurological condition and function is intact. If you're just joining us, here are the major takeaways from today's news conference at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, where Hamlin has been treated since he collapsed on Monday night. The player is demonstrating signs of good neurologic recovery as well as overall clinical improvement. It's still a long road to recovery. Doctors emphasize multiple times that Hamlin has a ways to go. He'll need to start breathing on his own and taking him off the ventilator will be a cautious, gradual process. It's too soon to say for sure whether he'll make a full recovery, but Hamlin is interacting with his family, loved ones of Hamlin bedside have been able to hold his hand and communicate with him through written messages through the player, though the player is not speaking. Doctor said he even asked if the Bills won the game. Bro. <laughs> hey, they said he was a fighter. Yeah. Hey, that's just the nature of sportsmanship, like, and overall, by them canceling the game, I'm gonna say personally, like, me personally, if I would have been a Cincinnati Bengal or a Buffalo Bill, I don't think personally my mind would have been in the proper mind frame to want to continue playing the game even though you're getting paid millions of dollars i don't care if i was a star player making 45 million needed to make one more catch up one more step for an incentive or bonus bruh cancel this shit the nfl got it right on that especially zach taylor Cincinnati Bengals head coach who without a doubt didn't even question you know so kudos to him as a man kudos to McDougal uh, Lamar Hamlin's head coach of Buffalo those coaches just basically had his well-being at mind like you gotta think now at the time of the play, the real-time play was in effect. I tuned in right when the play was stopped. I guess it had just happened because they was coming from a commercial break. I was like, oh shit, a football game on. So let me turn in, let me see. Soon as I turned in, it's coming from a commercial break. The ambulance has just drove off. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? So then I go looking for social media posts, YouTube postings, and I see clips. I'm like, oh. Then you have the people blaming T. Higgins, even Bart Scott, like, uh, prominent NFL baller himself. But, you know, during his TV stint, he has been known to say some shit that a lot of people don't agree with and in this instance that's what he did when he put his foot in his mouth and said that T Higgins did a illegal move to cause that now you gotta think 
the NFL has rules and regulations and protocols to basically kind of curb some of the injuries because you know back in the day them guys just going at it full blast blam might get a motherfucking leg going one way somebody done broke the back like when Ryan Shazier from Pittsburgh got hurt the player from Detroit got paralyzed a few years back like shit like that bro we understand this about the game but that shit is in a way part of injuries those are potential injuries that can happen those and much worse like back in the day they used to talk about detached retinas fingers coming off during the game like bro so you know you got gladiators out here going at it like gladiators and ballet like football is not like it used to be so we can just go ahead and get that out the way but a lot of the regulations and protocols they have in play to protect players you know it's understandable because you don't want nobody out there even though they get paid millions of dollars you don't want them just slamming full speed into somebody without even thinking about it next thing you know both of y'all laid out broken bones unconscious comatose state like bro we don't want to see none of that but thankfully I didn't get to see it live but I saw the replays and everything and it was still sickening to watch imagine being one of his teammates and didn't have to play a game like you I don't think nobody was going to be able to do that and for him to sit there doing recovery coming out of his uh, state that he was in per the doctors and ask if they won the game hey that's a true soldier yeah thinking about his brother but hey the entire world sat up there and prayed and thought about him and I just want to commend humanity everybody that supported that did anything for his foundation who wrote a card just said any kind of words of encouragement that, that shit gives you faith in humanity but along the lines you have to wonder why why we can't keep it going like this like if humanity can do this in times of despair and tragedy and you know disarray why we can't do this always knowing that we at odds yeah we're not going to agree with everything but why the humanity and people can be displayed like this whether it's encouraging words prayers or financial donations to causes that want to support or to people's medical bills or whatever like I like that people can step up and help folks in time of need. Just this morning, I go to the post office to drop off a package for a cell phone that I broke. 
already got the new phone. I'm returning the old phone. Stop, and as I'm pulling in, I see a hood popped up on the SUV, an older black guy. He's walking to the, I'm pulling up to the drive-thru to drop off in the little mailbox. He's walking toward the mailbox, but I see his little SUV to the side, a little white Mazda or something. You know, some up-to-date model little SUV. You wouldn't think it'd have problems, but you know, all cars do. So he's walking ahead of me. I don't think he saw me until he put his packages in the mailbox and he turned around and he was walking back toward his car. And I had started running out my window so I can go up behind him and put my package in there. And he, you know, he stopped, asked, hey, hey, hey my guy, uh, I need a booze. You coming to give me a booze? And me having a brand new truck, the only hesitation was in my mind was, damn, I don't know where the battery is. <laughs> I haven't really had no chance to really go up under my hood like that. I just had the vehicle, what, four or five months. So I, you know, I haven't really gave no good thorough inspection. Just to see everything, you know, bells and whistles and all this. It's still stuff I haven't, you know, learned about it. But I was like, you know, yeah, I got you. Put my package in their bag up, I assist them. It only took one minute tops for me parking, him connecting the ca- me connecting the cables to my truck. Bam, him cranking up. One minute tops. That felt great. That shit was early this morning and it made my day, bro. For real. And then I come and see the news that DeMar Hamlin is coming around. He's opened his eyes, he's holding his family's hand, bro. That gives you faith in humanity as a whole. I just wonder if we can ever keep it up. Some semblance of it or some variant of it. Just keep, keep it going, bro. Like, my thing is, I would not hesitate to help anybody I know that needs help. I'm not thinking if it's gonna cause them financial gain. I'm not even looking, like even with this guy, he seemed like he was gonna sit up there and say, hey, let me offer you five or 10 bucks for help. I didn't even hang around to even try to see if he was gonna offer me anything. I closed my hood and I said, all right, sir, you have a good day, God bless and started walking back to my driver's side and got in. He, you know, he waved and then we drove off with our separate ways. But yeah, felt good doing something for somebody like that, man. It really did. Then to come home and see, you know, checking the updates on DeMar Hamlin's condition and for them to say that he basically is awake. Oh man. That's a wonderful thing. I just hope, you know, I said earlier that 2023 is giving vibes to 2020. Just wait, there's gonna be more stuff that happens. You know, death is inevitable. You know, you have to give that the time and energy that it requires during the moment. So, you know, whether it's a violent death, dramatic death, or just natural causes, you know, that's always gonna be a topic of discussion. But 
you know, just wish, you know, Demar Hamlin a speedy recovery. You know, they say it's a long way to go. I believe it, but hey, he's a fighter, they say. And this right here is proof that prayers help and the fighting spirit that he has within is, you know, something truly unique. And I just can't, like, one, one comment that I love, I'm talking about just, the shit warms your soul to see one of his former teammates and player, one, he's a cowboy player, Olderson, Audrey Olderson. He just said and elaborated that he can't wait for him. Or oh, was that his uncle? Well, Alderson said he can't wait for him to wake up so he can tell him he love him. Can't wait to see him smiling up and about. I think it was his uncle or someone who said they can't wait for him to see all the love that he got. The support that he got. Not just the NFL, but from around the world. And the donations to his foundation that he puts on toy drives for every year. This is gonna enable him to do a lot more for those kids in his community. So kudos, that's one thing. When I heard that statement, I was like, oh yeah, man, that's it, that's the shit. That's what you wanna hear because in us praying for his recovery, everybody supporting the cause. Bro, you want him to be able to see this and know that he's loved, he's thought of, people that don't even know you, willing to do this for your foundation so you can continue the good work that you do helping others possibly putting you in a position to do more for people in your community, bro, I couldn't wait. Me personally, I couldn't wait. That's one of the main things when I saw, and like I say, not to be counting his pockets, but when you see the amount, like they say, it was only 2,500. He got some M's. Foundation is called Chasing M's. Guess what? M's have been caught. Just like that for your foundation, man. And that's a beautiful thing, man. I said when everything was happening, waiting on him to come out of it, I'm like, I can't wait for him to see this, bro. You pray and you pray for this very instance for them to come around and still be amongst us, still be able to receive the love and admiration from their peers and family members and friends. And shit, it, it warms your soul, bro. I ain't gonna even lie, I ain't gonna even count. That felt good as fuck. Just like this morning. But, like I say, he got a long recovery and continued prayers for him and support. Like, you know, unlike my saints, we're gonna have to segue into that. We're going into week 18. Eliminated from the playoffs or any possible contention. 
and that shit hurts. We're gonna talk about it, bruh. Clock is ticking. Gotta run that clock, man. The podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man. FMG all day. We talking about it. Chill. Yeah, going into week 18, my Saints eliminated. <laughs> eliminated, bro. Second in the NFC overall. How is this possible? And we're eliminated. The overview says, but the standings say in the NFC South, there's the Buccaneers, the Saints. I think you have Vikings in, Lions possibly get in, Packers are in, the Rams are in, Seahawks are in, 49ers are in. No, 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 I think 49ers are in, Seahawks are in, Cowboys and Eagles and Giants, possibly the Commanders, bro. So we got eight teams, so that's one, two, three, possibly four, let's go five. Six, seven, eight. All right, bro. Where are the same? <laughs> playing New Orleans, you dummy. Somebody asked that question on Google. But as far as it says, the Saints are second in the NFC South with a record of seven and nine. I just said that. <laughs> but as far as playoff contention, though, now we basically play Carolina last game, and that doesn't bode any, you know, outcomes in our favor that, like I say, will propel us into another stratosphere as long playoffs but nah man and make matters worse we're going into the season we're gonna go ahead and start Andy Dog Jameis no play rest of the season is kind of foul how he I think in a way he was done but in a way you can see how knowing he just came out for surgery Knowing he's hurt in the second game of the season and trying to attempt to play the third. Like, bro, in a way, Jameis kind of deceived us, bro, by playing that third game. You should have sat out if you were hurt. You ultimately ended up losing the starting job anyway, even after you were somewhat healed. In their eyes, I don't think they thought you were 100% in there. In my eyes, I think the Saints medical staff knew and probably told him that he's not nowhere near 100%. Now, whether he performs better than Dalton, that remains to be seen, and we won't see this year. 
Now, he's under contract, James Winston, for next year. Dalton, who's going to be probably a free agent, and he has the freedom to sign back with us, but if they do it, he's going to be a backup. Because going into the season, I think this is my whole heart thought and what I wish. This is my wish that Sean Payton, my coach, returns to my Saints. If, you know, crazier things have happened during the NFL offseason, we know this. After all, after Coach left us, that was, you know, kind of crazy. Unexpected, out of nowhere. So, you know, I mean, it was hints of it, but you didn't want it to come right then and there. And the way it came, and as soon as it did, right after Drew Brees leaving, like, come on. So, us having to deal with that, overcome, not only having Coach, but no Drew Brees. A quarterback coming off an injury that was you know, the season before. It was it was a whirlwind ride before he got hurt. And we were gonna do great things in my eyes. I already declared last year was our Super Bowl. We were going had Jameis stayed and remained healthy, I think we had a shot to take out anybody. After all, we had Tampa Bay's number. Did that with Drew Brees on his exit out, going into Taysom Hill in his uh, role, backup role with uh, Simeon, Trevor Simeon in the end book last year. Winston being hurt after the seventh game, like, bro. So, you know, it was a long shot. I already knew going into the season that Jameis was not going to be healthy. I already knew the first hit. Even though you get out there and you try to play during the last preseason game, try to get a feel for the game, bro, it's not like the real deal game of the season when they count, when they start going toward the standing. That first hit, real hit, like he said, when he got up, it hurt all over. He didn't want to pinpoint it because you don't want to give your opponent that, or future opponents, you know, the game on your uh, health, so to speak. So you got to be mom's worried about it. Then when you reveal that, on top of kind of tweaking the ACL, you know, you kind of got another injury. So, bro, you attempt to play the third game. I said he was hurt. I knew he was hurt, bro. Going into that third game, I said he shouldn't start. Only because you don't want to risk fucking up that ACL, bro. You already kind of tweaked it. We don't know how bad. They're not going to rarely tell us how bad on a scale of 100%. If it's 60, 70, 80, oh, we fucked. 40s, 50s, oh, we fucked. 20s, 10s, 
we might have a possibility to see if we rest him and let him recover. But going into five, six, seven games, eight games in, we got Dalton, Hill, they doing anything. We don't want one. Lost a few. Records trending around like we're not gonna make the playoffs. Like this is gonna be a fucked up year. And ultimately it trended down in the right direction. Whether that's due to Dalton's play or not, or inability to play, but or the inability of not having James in there, not getting to see him the rest of the year. That kind of you know, left a taste in your mouth. However you felt about James. Somebody had everybody had some type of conversation. But it remains to be seen because we have the conundrum of dealing with the return of Sean Payton. When Coach comes back, we're hoping it's to the Saints, but there are teams who have vacancies open right now. So it's a given to think that he's going to interview and look at some of those if they are proper fit for him or if he think he wants to be in that environment or whatever he'll know but I think ideally the ones that he won't are kind of occupied at that moment or he may won't or it may all be just a smoke screen now what I think my thought process is this they reevaluate Dennis Allen he's Gail Benson Mickey Loomis. They see something or they get a glimpse of how it may be next year and potentially it may trend downward again. Depending on how draft picks looking. We already know Philadelphia has a good one this year coming possible. But if you throw in the conundrum and the possibility of Sean Payton returning, possibly going to another team, you have a trade now in play for first-round dirge. Sean Payton is going to catch two first-round picks. Now, my thing, one will be before the Philadelphia Eagles. It just depends on which one it's going to be. One's going to come out to the Eagles. It's going to be a win-win situation because we'll then probably have also a second round and possible third. Sean Payton should garner us. If we defer the monetaries of it, at least four draft picks. I see two first rounders, a second, and a third. If we don't get the third, maybe a fourth. But that's it. You know, like when Gruden got traded, he got picks and eight million cash to the other team. So we defer the eight million cash, which is basically one player or possibly two or three role players salary for the year or a couple of years at least. 
Yeah, two gold players at 600 to 900,000 a year for two years. Yeah. About three or four of them. Yeah. That'll come out close to 8 million and a little change. Give or take a few. But I think wholeheartedly, four picks are gonna come in to play for Sean Payton. And that's what we're gonna get. But bruh, the clock is ticking. Saints, we about to be on the clock, man. It's all uh, toss up on if Payton gonna come back to us. We hope so. We're playing, uh, <clears throat> we're praying for the speed recovery of DeMar Hamlin, who at this time right now is awake, coherent able to interact with his family and uh, communicate via messages being written down or text or whatever. But he's alert and awake and we thank God for that. This is Bra, Run That Clock, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, and BMG all day. Going up wherever you spend to listen to music and or podcasts like iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Anchor, and more. Go ahead and like us in. Hit that subscribe button. Punch the notification bell get uh, more episodes coming to you uh like i said in 2023 bigger and better things man we're trying to do it we're trying to run them numbers up 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 i'm your host mike man mbmg all day y'all stay safe stay breezy stay stay sanitized stay dangerous and stay out the way stay tuned for another episode it's coming at you real soon man bro run that clock also rapper we tv the podcast hosted by me as well like man mbmg we still doing 2023 happy new year to you and yours prosperity peace happiness giving all that fellow man humanity having hope in you see if we can you know keep it going pay it forward baby let's go be blessed Whoa, man. Season 3, Rapper Weed TV, the podcast, coming at you right now. Hosted by me, Mike Man, representing MBMG all day. A day. Tune in, man. Go ahead, add us to your playlist. Wherever you listen to music or podcasts like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, we there, man. Just lock in. Hit the link or follow us on the podcast of your choice. This is Mike Man and BMG all day. Rapper Week TV, season three, baby. Let's get it.